Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you're going to get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the disk dump in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. That'll help me a little bit. Hello and welcome to the Disk Dump Podcast. I'm your host, Miles Trout. All October long, my guests and I will be talking about the Masters of Horror Collection, Season 1. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be spooked. Well, most of these movies aren't very good, so I don't think you'll get too, too spooked. But I hope you like the podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here we are again for another Halloween episode, and today I'm joined by Josh from the podcast For Nerds by Nerds. How you doing? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to this one. So, what did we watch for today? Uh, we watched the Fair-Haired Child episode of Masters of Horror. <laughs> I sat down with my girlfriend to watch it, and she was not impressed, but how did you feel about it? Yeah, my it? fiance will not watch these things with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I liked I liked the episode. I liked the cast and everything. Uh, some of the effects were a little wonky, but it was 2006. This is true. <laughs> Low budget. I mean, for, for what it is, uh, this one actually did a lot better with their budget than a lot of the other ones did. Oh, really? So I'm, I'm pretty happy with, like, the the set design, I watched all the extras, and the set design was wild, how they, like, they allocated their money super well to make the set look good and the monster and everything, but let's talk about how the movie starts. <laughs> <laughs> so, it starts off with this cheesy-ass mummy desiccated body, and uh, they, they pour a bunch of dust in its mouth, and they, someone, I think the mom says... Welcome home, my love. Uh, weird way to start a movie. So Tara is our lead girl, and she does not, uh, she's not popular. Yeah. Which is wild, because I think she's pretty cute for someone that is not popular. I don't yeah, know. I know her as Kim from uh, SVU, <laughs> Law and Order SVU. Really? Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, she's Detective Rollins' shitty sister. <laughs> can we swear really? on here? <laughs> I'm assuming we could swear on here, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> So, yeah, that's – I didn't know that she was, like, in anything. I thought she was good, though. Like, she was not a bad actress She plays overall. a werepanther on True Blood. <laughs> Does she? I didn't, oh, man, she had a great And career. they are all, like – all the werepanthers are, like, redneck trash. They're all, like, trailer trash idiots, but they turn <laughs> into panthers like werewolves. That's crazy. It's, the crazy thing is that was, like – this episode was 14 years ago, and she still looks exactly the same. Like, she's really? still that's on Law and Order once in a while, and she still looks just like that. That's crazy. I'm glad that she got, like, an actual career after yeah. this, because it could have gone either way. <laughs> she, she's sure. definitely better than the male character that she gets teamed up with. Yeah, I think that they made a really strategic choice making him not talk <laughs> for most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, she's she rides around on her bicycle and she gets hit 
by a dude in a van. She's out in the middle of the woods, and somehow this guy gets his van into the middle of the woods without her noticing, and hits her with his van and kidnaps her. And luckily, nobody and, else is around to see this. Yep. <laughs> and he like, yeah, she's like, I'm hurt, even though later she's not hurt. But like, he's wearing white gloves, and he gets her with uh, chloroform, and he tells her she's late for her recital. No reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been extremely messed up too. That all yeah, she she sure. got nailed by that van. That was like one of the better moments of the movie is when they hit her. She fucking flew. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, it always drives me crazy I, in movies when they do that, and she they're like perfectly fine. It's like her leg would be shattered. She got launched like fifteen yeah, she, feet off a bicycle by a van. <laughs> Yeah, she, she got fucked up, but she's able to walk just fine later. Um, so she gets taken back to this huge mansion in the middle of nowhere, and she wakes up, and there's a lady in a nurse's outfit. Do you recognize who that yeah, lady it's was? Tank girl. That's Tank yeah. Girl. Keanu Reeves' <laughs> girlfriend like, from Point Break. Yeah. <laughs> so she was on there, and uh, she was just like, hey, call your mom or something, and she was asking weird questions. Yeah, got real like, lucky her mom was like a druggie or something or alcoholic. <laughs> like her mom didn't want anything yeah, to do she, with her. She's like, I'm sleepy. I'm not coming to get you. Even though she's like two states away. Like crazy, crazy. Then what happens? Then she she is looking at a magazine and realizes that she was told she was in Vermont, but she's actually in Maine. And she goes, she t- she makes a run for it. But they are in this giant mansion with nobody else around. So that's when she gets thrown into the basement, right? Yeah, the uh, the the father, the husband of that lady, the father character. He grabs her and he's like, "What the fuck?" And he throws her into a basement with no stairs. And she wanders around down there for a while, and it's very music themed. She's still somehow not, not injured. <laughs> yeah, if you got thrown down those <laughs> stairs, that would you'd be fucked up. <laughs> For sure, like, that was like an eight-foot drop, and she just lands fine. She's just a little dusty after that. Oh, important is the tank girl asks if she's a virgin, and she's like, what? So it's important to know that she's <laughs> a she virgin. Been she's baptized? never even been kissed. <laughs> yeah. like, That's on this medical sheet. Have you been baptized? <laughs> <laughs> she eventually was like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So um, she ends up in the basement, and we have, like, a weird dream sequence with the the guy and tank girl and they're like a pianist and a cellist i don't i think it's called a cellist i don't know i don't play cello and um they're having this weird dream sequence where the guy is standing on water with a dunce cap on and he's like i can't swim (laughs) very weird it was and uh we see them playing music for a little bit and apparently tank girl learned how to play cello for this movie (laughs) which is really crazy (laughs) For a one-hour program, she's like, I need a new life skill. <laughs> so that, uh, that's what's going on with her. And there's that, that – the dream sequence was very artsy, which most of these movies have no aspect of art in Yeah, them. it was like a 90s music video. It was like Black Hole Sun. <laughs> it really was a lot like Black Hole Sun. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, yeah, so she uh, – we cut back to Tara, the main girl. And there are there's a little guy down there, a dude, and he's hanging and from his neck, 
and she goes and tries to get him down and she gets him down and he can't talk because he's hanging from his neck. Not a choice that was made because he's a bad actor, yeah. <laughs> but because he was hanging from his neck. <laughs> and luckily, they live uh, in the dustiest basement in the entire universe because he can write yeah, like, full <laughs> sentences on the floor. <laughs> Every time they walk around, there's just dust billowing off of them and shit. It's fucking absurd. Um, she also pulls so a string to turn the lights on, and the one string turns on every single light in the basement. That's not how pull strings work. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so they're writing messages to each other in the dust and shit, right? Um, and then on the walls, there's like etched into the walls in the same handwriting everywhere, even though it's probably supposed to be different people. It says, get out before it wakes up. Don't let it find you. Things like that. Beware the fair-haired child. And here we go with the, the name of the movie, of course. Where I have the note, Johnny uh, gets happens. a little weird. <laughs> Johnny gets a little weird. That's a good he way to put it. He starts, like, not coughing, just kind of, like, clutching himself and having an asthma attack. But there's also lightning and wind kicking up out of nowhere. Yeah. In the basement, it just gets really windy, especially for a basement. But I think anywhere it would be considered really windy. So I guess that shakes the etch-a-sketch of the floor. <laughs> now we have fresh dust on the ground. I don't know. <laughs> so how do you? How would you describe what happens to uh, Johnny? What is this guy's character, Johnny? What happened to him in the past? Well, just what happens to him in that uh, in that scene. Uh, so he starts clutching his yeah, he's chest. He's clutching and his shit. chest. He's like almost like a ghost, kind of like oh, <laughs> kind of like the Grudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he just kind of snaps out of it, and that happens a few times. It's very weird. Oh, really? That's not the point, is it? Okay. I thought that was when... Oh, when he uh, turns into a monster? <laughs> yeah, I guess no, that not. That must f- not he, be when he, he turns He does it, I think, twice before he turns into an actual monster? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So then it cuts back to the bad guys, which I thought this movie actually did that pretty well. It, like, balanced good guys and bad guys plot. Like, they made the bad guys kind of... I don't want to say redemptive so much as just compelling. Yeah, they make them know, a l- slightly be? sympathetic. Yeah, a little bit. Because the, especially the dude, he's like not keeping his shit together <laughs> at all. Well, he's the biggest pussy he's in the never, world. <laughs> he, he really is. He's like, I'm afraid to swim. My son's drowning. I have the note. But, is, is not being able to swim genetic? Because his son can't <laughs> swim. And he can't save his son yeah, because he can't swim. But the mom seems to be able to swim just fine. <laughs> yeah, she swims just fine, but can't manage to save him because she's not the man, I yes. guess. I don't know what this the message of this movie is probably not good. So we kind of find out around that time that the son drowns and the dad couldn't save him. So that seems to add to their motivation a little bit. Um, dad can't keep his composure. So then they hear something creaking in another room, the, uh, the girl and Johnny, Tara and Johnny. So they, they grab a fire poker and they're like, we're going to bash it. <laughs> and they open the door and they just find a pile of backpacks and bloody walls. They open the door so and she immediately happen. puts her weapon down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he just waltzes into the dark by himself. And she's like, we're going to do this. And she does not enter. She's bye. <laughs> and they find blood in a tub. Blood in a tub. So uh, they find blood in a tub and he's like, because he can't talk. Uh, <laughs> Johnny. And then, then they reveal that Johnny can't swim. Uh, Johnny can't do a lot of things. Then uh, he, he also can't do a lot of things. He can't talk. He can't. 
Um, so then it goes back again to the parents, and they are saying some incantation in a pentagram, and it's new blood for old blood, and they resurrect their son who had drowned. So we are to believe, I assume, that they are sacrificing children to keep their son alive. Yeah, very vague. It's a they, very vague. They go into what he does and how he has to do it, but they don't. I mean, they made it out in the beginning, like he he picked her for a very specific reason. He was watching her, and then he struck, and then he took her. But there's no real reason for it to be her. Like, you got to go four nope. states over to find a virgin. Yeah, <laughs> apparently so. And she like, I think they might have like made sure that her parents didn't like her and shit too. But still, four states is a lot of states to randomly track down a human being. I've been to Maine. There's so. tons of shitty people that don't like their kids up there. Could <laughs> have been able to find twelve virgins, no problem. <laughs> and they said that this is the first girl that they've taken too, which is like, ooh. I mean, I imagine boy virgins are a dime a dozen yeah. in high school. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're basically at the point where he turns into a monster then, right? I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah, they go in that room. And then, um, let's see. Yeah, she starts talking to him about, uh, it seems like Johnny's going to die. So he just wants to be comforted and told a story. So she starts telling him a story of the comic books she basically makes up because she has no friends. And then Johnny just drops (laughs) it. Yeah, <laughs> Johnny drops dead. Actually, I feel like she made the Avengers because she said, like, the world is Thanos and everybody's dying and they need one person to save them and shit. I'm like, that's what happened on Thanos' planet. And so, uh, yeah, so that's what's going on with her. And then uh, Johnny turns into a crazy monster. Yeah, mini pumpkin head. I thought the monster is. That is a good way to put it. Mini pumpkin head with twigs behind yeah, the very, ears is basically. Very weird looking. I liked him, though. His head was, like, way too big for his body, and he was all pale and shit. It would have been better Um, if he wasn't the cover of the movie. (laughs) That is true. Like, if they took a while to reveal it, but the cover of the movie is the monster. (laughs) So I hate when movies do that, like, reveal the monster right away. So much better to build, like, suspense. But um, apparently... The way that they filmed the monster was they had him move one-sixth as fast as he was supposed to be moving so that they could fast-forward him and he'd look all jerky and weird. And uh, the director was like, this was like the most annoying thing I could have decided for this movie because I just would sit there and we'd say action and then we'd wait and we'd (laughs) wait and then he would come around the corner and then it would just take him forever to get across the room, and it was really annoying. And I'm like, I imagine that was probably extremely annoying. Well, at least he's not in it so, very much. And he, no, and he like he can climb on walls and ceilings and shit. So he starts chasing her, and she runs away, and she goes inside of the world's largest furnace yeah. boiler. Yeah. She just climbs right in there. And he gets extremely long arms somehow. <laughs> yes, he, he becomes Stretch Armstrong. Sticks his arms in there and tries to grab her, and she somehow gets away. And then he, like, turns back into Johnny, which is really strange. But he's got, like, this Necronomicon book when she comes out, and he hands it to her. And there's, like, just a Polaroid of a dude with a bunch of chicks with their boobies out. Yeah, and it's definitely not in English, but she somehow starts reading it in English. She's like, oh, yeah, you just do this and this? No shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So she is now onto the plot. When she finds Johnny alive, because he was hanging himself in the beginning, and it seemed like it was going to work. 
when she finds him this time, he's stabbing himself in the chest. He's oh, that's just, right. Like, slowly, like pulling a knife in and out of his chest, and is not doing anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's stabbing himself. She looks at this book, and there's like no explanation why there's a Polaroid of some boobies in yeah. there. But in the in the uh, the commentary or whatever, they were saying that that's apparently a former student of the parents, and he gave them this like dark book. How we were supposed to gather that by weird orgy Polaroids, I don't know. Yeah, I just figured maybe it was from one of the other kids that they had kidnapped. Like maybe it was in their backpack or something, and they just used it as a bookmark. I, I mean, I don't know. It feels. It seems like they had Victor Crowley as like a, as a student. <laughs> so uh, yeah, he stretched. He did do, do, do boobs in a Polaroid. Why? And then he picks up a violin and he's like, "Fuck this violin!" And he smashes <laughs> it on a wall for some reason. Well, and, was, well, in the beginning, when she first gets to the basement, she goes, "I have a weapon," and she just has a bow <laughs> from a violin. And it's like, what are you gonna yeah. do with that? <laughs> <laughs> yep, as musical instruments are not good weapons. After this, my uh, my notes get real abbreviated because I started losing interest because there was no more a monster on the screen. They took the best part of the movie away and they were like, no more monster. Not something I would recommend for anybody who's trying to make a horror movie. Don't take the monster away. Put it back. Uh, so uh, what happens after that since my notes get kind of sketchy? Um... Johnny wants the girl to kill herself so that he won't have to kill her. And then that's he right. just turns into a monster anyways and rips her intestines out. <laughs> that's, yeah, he just eats her. Like, that's that. She's dead. Um, and then I wrote, Johnny isn't a bad actor. I don't know why I would write that, because yeah. he is. So <laughs> He must have been very sick um, when you were taking these notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that is true. I was having a rough night. I still am. Uh, but the uh, so the next scene, he's gets all of his color back, and he's great, and he's just he's back to being good old Johnny, and he's mad that he ate a bunch of people, understandably so, and so he says, "I made a deal. It's a really good deal, and it's uh, I don't have to sacrifice kids for it." Yeah. So, what happens to Tank Girl? Um, <laughs> The same type of monster dives through the window. There's no no saying who is turned into that monster. Apparently, the monster just arrived, and then she <laughs> runs up. You see this from the outside of the house perspective. She runs up and smushes her face against the window, and then her entire body explodes onto the window <laughs> into just like a strawberry jelly type of situation <laughs> that slides away all at once. Yeah, there's. There's no residue, just she becomes a big wad of Play-Doh thrown at the window and just falls off. It's so weird. <laughs> yes, and we never see what happens to the dad, but we can just assume it wasn't good. Uh, Mom's head gets squished. So then he resurrects Tara, and they wander out, and they're happily ever after, I guess, is the best way to sum it up, huh? Yeah, he's like, I'll, let me show you the pawn. It's like, dude, haven't you learned your fucking lesson? You were just killing teenagers yeah. for the last 20 years because you went in the lake. Like... <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, let's go for a swim, right? <laughs> so uh, so what did you think of the movie overall? Uh, I thought it was fun. I'd never seen any of these Master of Horrors before. I worked at Walmart in electronics when these were coming out. So I'd always looked at the boxes mm -hmm. and stuff. But what was they were on Showtime, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, they were on a paid service I didn't have. So I never saw any of them. I was a little shocked when I looked up the director because he had done like 
writing on a few episodes of Tales from the Crypt and done like one movie mm. I'd heard of. I was like, I wouldn't really call this guy a master of horror. He did House on Haunted Hill. Haven't you seen yeah, that? Yeah, the, the remake. Yeah, he did that. Okay, so it wasn't great. But he also did Fear.com. You ever see that movie? I know of it. I never saw it. Uh, actually, no. Does, it, does that have Stephen Dorff in it? From Blade? I don't know, probably. Yeah, I think I did see that one. Yeah, I... I have a strong feeling it doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'm sure now, it doesn't. But back in the day, it was nothing good. in yeah, the early it was 2000s. Fear.com. Yeah, including this movie. <laughs> but like overall, if you're like prepared for a campy horror movie, this one is one of the better ones. Like they had a little bit of a budget. But I'm pretty sure that's the X Men Mansion as well. Yeah, it does look a lot yeah, like it. Because everything's they, uh, shot in Canada because it's cheaper, <laughs> and that house is used yeah. for everything. So it would not surprise. That's me. true. But there was no yeah, trivia. I, I feel like I'd seen it before, too. I looked up the trivia on IMDb, and there was no trivia whatsoever. That's interesting. Huh. Because I, like, I, all of these have, like, a little documentary of, like, all about the director. And he, uh, so I watched all that. But he, like, he was explaining that they, in a showing, that they basically built all the sets, including the interior of the house. And the interior of the house looked gorgeous. Like, I couldn't tell that it wasn't actually in the building. But, yeah. like, down to the fireplace and shit, like, it was super well made. Like, the set design was awesome. And they had, like, the gore effects by the uh, Greg Nicotero. Oh, yeah. Greg Nicotero. Yep. Yeah. I'm surprised that we ended up with Play-Doh Mom. Yeah. With Greg Nicotero on the job. But that's that. The I think he was just there for the blood and guts day and then he left. I would say it was, it was definitely a fun watch for this time of year. I mean, it, it had a, it was creepy enough. It had a creepy atmosphere. Yeah, Laura Petty really, uh, really carried it through. Tank Girl, she did. Yeah, she did. Because yeah, like the dude. What I don't know if the dude was a bad actor or if he played his character really well. The dad, I can't tell. I've definitely I seen him in something else. The dad, and I couldn't remember what it was. But I feel like he always kind of plays that just, like, dopey, scared person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Tank Girl went out of the way to learn how to play the cello, but we never once saw his fingers on the piano, so I guess he just <laughs> wasn't as dedicated as she was. So um, just, like, the making of it was really interesting. He didn't have a whole lot to say about why the story was what it was. Like, he didn't – I don't think he wrote it or anything. I think he just got one and he – was really into, like, making the dream sequences seem to be his favorite thing in the world. Yeah, they just, like, handed but him out. He, <laughs> like, here you go. Yeah, he didn't write it. The uh, They they did have, like, scripts for everybody, but they gave them all a chance to, like, pick a different one if they had a good one, and a lot of them did. But for what it is, I don't hate this movie. I compare it to, like, an episode of Goosebumps. That That's is exactly what, what like. I thought. Yeah, I had yeah, that like, idea. I was like, this is just, like, a more adult version of... The Goosebumps TV show. Yeah, without the gore, it could have been exactly the same. Like, it would have passed off as yeah. one. But apparently the monster is inspired by that painting, The Scream, oh. where it's like the dude's hands are on his face and he's on like a pier or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it kind of looks like that. So, overall, you just, just, this is just just a movie. I don't know. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it other than it was it was just a fun time. I watched know? it for free on YouTube, so if that, uh, if that sways you to give it a try, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the name of this show is The Disc Dump because I have, like, a shitload of DVDs and stuff that I'm watching them and I'm like, am I ever going to watch this again? <laughs> and uh, for The Masters of Horror is I'm just doing pluses and minuses. So, yes or no, is this a good movie? What would you give this, a plus or a minus? Um, 
I would give it a plus to definitely watch. I don't know if I'd give it a plus to watch it again, <laughs> ever. I don't yeah. think I need to revisit it at all. Yeah, I mean, I watched this when I was a lot younger, and I was super into it, and then I watched it again in my mid, my early 20s, where I was really enjoying intoxicants and stuff, so <laughs> that was pretty cool then, and now this time where I'm like a legitimate adult, and I'm watching it, I'm like... Ooh, why did I like this one so much? Yeah, if I got like so, baked or something and threw this on, I'd probably have a good time. <laughs> it, it's a lot better yeah. when you're baked. Like it's a lot better when you're baked. <laughs> so yeah, they. Uh, I don't know. So are you sticking with plus or minus? What are you thinking? Um, I'll give it a plus. It was an enjoyable enough. I didn't hate it. I liked it enough. Yeah, I mean, compared to some of the other ones in this box set, this is a masterpiece. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Some yeah, I was just going to ask you, how, so how are the other ones? Because I remember my brother was watching them at the time. And I was like, oh, how are these? These are supposed to be great. And he's like, no, they're not really good. Like, they're definitely not as good as no. they're being advertised to be. Because the episode before <laughs> yeah, this is, John, is done by John Carpenter. How was that one? And that one is amazing. That one's really yeah. good. That's the best one in the whole box set. I'm saving that one for Halloween. Oh, so, and you're doing all of yeah, them? Yeah, that one's – I'm doing – well, the whole first, first season. Yeah. There's like a second season. But yeah, the the John Carpenter one is the shit. But like some of them are just straight-up comedies and some of them are trying to be scary and they're just bad. Yeah. So, I wonder if they'll try this again uh, sometime now that there's all these new yeah, horror directors out there. Yeah, if like James Wan organized everybody or yeah. some shit, they would probably be all about it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I – there are definitely lots of anthology movies that are still getting made by basically the same people, like the ABCs of death and yeah. stuff. So, like, it's not like the movies don't exist, but most anthology most anthology movies are fucking terrible. Yeah, I'm not a so. huge fan of, of anthologies because usually you'll get, like, one good one and, like, four shitty ones. Among, like, people love Trick or Treat, yeah. and I don't know why. Like, I think it's I, I think mean, it's I'm pretty fine. into it. I don't, but people think it's fucking great now. And it's like, you yeah, didn't think it was great when it came out because it didn't do very no. well. <laughs> no, I remember I on the, the DVD for the movie 300 back when I had that, there was an advertisement for Trick or Treat on it. And they didn't release the movie for like five yeah, years yeah, after got, like, that delayed. commercial. It was weird. And uh, yeah, like the, the one with Brian Cox in it is fucking awesome. I'm really into yeah. that one. And, like, the one where the kid eats too much chocolate and the teacher, like, buries him or whatever. That one's really <laughs> intense. But otherwise, you're right. I like that aspect. <laughs> I just hate the fact that he starts puking blood. I hate gross shit. I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was gross yeah, shit that's... in the movie we did last night. And I was just like, tell me when it's over. I'm not looking at this. <laughs> yeah. So you're not into, like, the gore and stuff? I like gore. I'll take a fucking disembowelment anytime. I just don't like vomit and stuff. I don't need to see yeah, that. Vomit's yeah, vomit's yucky. Yeah, it gets my mouth watering in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hear you. The, did you ever see the Green Inferno? Just no, I heard of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's there's some there's some super gross vomit stuff in yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so. I remember I saw a clip. You have to check it out. I think it was the last Hellraiser that came out, the, like one of the straight-to-video ones. Um, I think it was a Judgment. Mm -hmm. There's like an accountant guy. and Yeah, I haven't seen any of them lately. Like, one of the people in his office like of demons, an office of demons, he like eats paper <laughs> and then throws it up down this like funnel, and it goes into a basement where blind, naked demon women have to like rub their hands through it to like 
say what it says, and I'm like, this is fucking gross. I don't need to see this. <laughs> Yuck. I don't, so far, I haven't seen any that... There's only one of these movies that legit skeeved me out and grossed me the fuck out. And I think at this point it's come out. It's called Imprint. That one's just torture porn. Yeah. And I, I had a hard time with yeah. that. Like bamboo shoots up people's Ugh. fingernails and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Anyway, so I think I'm also going to give this movie a plus. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> so it was fun. Um, thank you for doing this oh, with thanks me. for having me. It was super fun. It was super fun. Um, if you want to plug anything, now would be a good time to sure. do that. Uh, we are the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. We do all sorts of uh, – I like to say we're a movie-centric podcast, but we do – we talk about news and stuff once in a while. The world's been so messed up that it's been hard to actually make the show what we originally wanted it to be. Um, so for right now, we just, we're just we more focused on movies. We are on Twitter at FMBN Podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. And we are pumping out tons of content this month for Halloween. So it's going to be a it's going to be a fun time. Hell yeah. I, I'm glad that I'm not the only one who's like, oh, Halloween's the most important time for podcasts. Oh, no, so yeah. I've been planning this since we started. <laughs> Hell yeah. Me too. Me too. I wanted to do one every day. It sounds like you guys are, but it's just too much work. Yeah, Ben's really busy. Our schedules aren't lining up as much right now because of work. So I'm just scheduling like podcasters after podcasters to interview at night, like after my kids go to bed. So I can just put out new episodes. Yeah. So we'll have to pick something for you to come on and do. Hell yeah, I'm in. Just I, I can send you a list of the ones I own, or you can send me a list or whatever. Sounds awesome. good. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, well, audience, take it easy. I'll probably connect with you in the next few days. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the masters of horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the discdump. On Instagram, discdumppodcast. Facebook, the discdump podcast page. Or you can join the discdump podcast fans group and start the discussion. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you guys for listening. Have a googly Halloween. <laughs>